on episode 36 of To Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Bishop Trimble continues with part two of a two-part conversation with West Ohio Bishop Gregory Palmer on courageous conversations and prophetic preaching. God does take sides, and um, we may not like the side that God takes, but uh, God is on the side of the outcast, the poor, the oppressed. Um, God is in love with sinners, and God loves righteous people. You are welcome to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Bishop Trimble is on a mission to encourage you with the love of Jesus Christ so you can rise to your highest potential. On To Be Encouraged, Bishop Tremble speaks to a discouraged world with a good word on the pandemic, racism, the environment, human sexuality, and the state of the church with a focus on centering your life on the love of Jesus Christ. Has there ever been a more needed time for an encouraging word to our world? This is your time to rise to your greatest potential and to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Tremble. Hello, good people, and welcome to To Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Tremble. This is the podcast where we look to offer an encouraging word to a discouraged world. I'm your co-host, Reverend Dr. Brad Miller. On this episode, episode number 36 of To Be Encouraged, we continue in a conversation with West Ohio Bishop Gregory Palmer. We started this conversation on episode number 35 of To Be Encouraged, where we began to unpack Bishop Palmer's faith story and some of the aspects about being courageous in our culture and our time right now. Here on episode number 36, part two of this continue of this two-part uh, episode of the podcast, we begin to delve into some deeper, deeper biblical foundations for understanding what it means to be a courageous Christian and to be a good uh, a prophetic preacher. And particularly, both bishops touch on the notion that God does take sides. God does take sides to the poor and to the needy and to the sinners. And that we do need as preachers and as prophetic leaders to offer resistance to that which is immoral and unethical. And the, the example is used of how back in the slavery days that slaveholders use and manipulate the scriptures to their benefit, which was obviously antithetical to the gospel. So I want to encourage you to listen to both parts of this podcast. You can head over to part one, which is at tobeencouraged.com slash episodes slash 035. And you can hear the part one there. Also on the website is a full transcript of this conversation, which I would encourage you to, uh, to utilize that as well. It's fascinating to have a conversation with Bishop Trumbull and with Bishop Palmer from West Ohio. Let's get into our conversation about prophetic preaching and courageous conversations right now. 
Bishop Trevor, would you care to speak to this prophetic preaching, courageous conversations, and some of the things that that the Bishop Palmer uh, has raised? I think it's excellent response from Bishop Palmer. I remember years ago uh, at a um, ministry gathering, the, uh, the Baptist preacher Dr. Manuel Scott said, uh, um, "All teaching is not preaching, but all preaching should contain some teaching." Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm of the firm belief that preaching and some say prophetic preaching is not in and of itself. Preaching the gospel is not in and of itself nonpartisan. It's non it's nonpolitical. It doesn't prefer a particular party, but the gospel itself is calling us to towards the reign of God. So in it, it it's not part nonpartisan in the sense it doesn't expect any change from those who receive the word or those who are proclaiming the word or those who are through the ritual of the life are living the word. So in our, in our efforts to be non-political and non-controversial, I think sometimes we have put a lid on the actual uh, on the actual gospel and the preaching of the preaching of the living word of God. So I've told our pastors say, listen, if you're really preaching from the Bible, if you use the lectionary, you look at our social principles, you, you look at our book of discipline, you look at the life of your own congregation, and your community challenges, you're on solid ground in your preaching. So you don't have to, you don't have to conjure up controversy to proclaim <laughs> the gospel. You just have to read the Bible, live, live into live into your faith and into your community and address issues, whether it's, you know, whether it's uh, the, 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 the children are hungry in, uh, at the school down the street, or whether we really have not been demonstrating love to one another. Uh, as we all do. And the example that, that Bishop Palmer shared about the, the church that was d- using the, 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 the sandwich bags to p- put together uh, care packages for homeless is, an exam- is, is a great example of, of how all of that is part of the ritual and life of the church that should also be connected to the preaching of the church. So I, I believe that prophetic preaching, maybe we have kind of overused the, the term, but I, I, I want to help pastors and, uh, to, to not be afraid to really live their whole faith, live their faith out and make sure that some of our preaching includes a little bit of teaching. And, and part of what I think we've been suffering from is people don't even have some basic understandings of our baptismal ritual, uh, what it means to be a follower of Christ. And, and, and maybe we can use a, a bit of the time that we have for, for, for preaching uh, to make sure that we include some elements of, of teaching as well. That's good. That's good. And I would I would um, piggybacking on what you've said, Bishop Trimble, um, about politics, partisanship, et cetera. Um, this, uh, this notion, um, which I find so insidious, that God doesn't take sides is nuts. Uh, it's not <laughs> biblical. Uh, it, it, uh, it lacks um, any profundity theologically. God does take sides, and um, we may not like the side that God takes, but um, God is on the side of the outcast, the poor, the oppressed. Um, God is in love with sinners, and God loves righteous people um, who, who recognize their great need of God. And you just look at the couple of examples in the Gospels when, uh, uh, you know, uh, there was derision toward our Lord and Savior, uh, sort of like, hmm, doesn't he know better? Uh, he's going home to the house of Zacchaeus. That was the Gospel text mm-hmm. 
He ought to know better. He ought to know better. <laughs> look at Luke 15 and uh, uh, this idea, um, you know, his befriending of sinners. And they, they were murmuring and whispering and criticizing the Prince of Glory because he was hanging out with sinners. Well, thanks be to God, he hung out with them so he could h- hang out with me one day. Hmm. And, All right. And and he wants to hang out with everybody, um, hang out with everybody until we become uh, shaped in the likeness of Jesus Christ. One of the great sermons I heard years ago, and I, I mentioned it to him, he didn't remember preaching it, was from uh, the now retired Bishop, uh, uh, John, Bishop John Bryan of the AME Church. Years ago, he preached a sermon in Chicago, uh, how Jesus keeps hanging around and, and that he'll keep hanging around until we get it, until we till we come to him. One of the texts that uh, that, uh, that we are familiar with is when Jesus went home uh, to Nazareth and was in the synagogue and got up and was handed the scroll and read from, from Isaiah uh, 61. Mm-hmm. The Bible says, you can go look at this, that when he was teaching, he received a five-star rating. It's in the Bible. Go there. Go back and look it up. <laughs> it said he received a five-star rating. And then, you know, the text goes on, you know, he proclaimed good news to the poor and so forth. Jesus was doing fine. But what happened was later on that he proclaimed and said the message wasn't just for the Jewish community, but for the Gentile community. You know, sometimes the prophetic preaching is when we say this isn't just for all of us inside the church. This good news is for everybody, even the folks outside that may be of a different ethnic group or racial group or socioeconomic group and and sometimes that's where we we met we're faithful to the gospel but maybe not as popular as we'd like to always be hmm. i love the i love the fact that both of you have brought up here uh, scriptural references in the last part of our conversation because it's such an important thing and yet i'll, I'll i'm going to share you've mentioned things that have troubled you one of the things that troubles me is how so often the scriptures are manipulated to uh, serve a certain purpose, sometimes political, sometimes, you know, just a personal agenda. And I find that very troubling. I even find that, see that in, you know, in our churches at times. And I'd like you to speak to, to that for a second, how we can be true to respect others, to be sure, but be true to the gospel and uh, speak to this issue, if you believe it to be the case, about the, the scriptures being manipulated. Hmm. Well, I, let me say, I want to I want to acknowledge we all have some capacity to to latch on to our our favorite scriptures and to uh, use them in ways that that suit us. Um, I don't think we're necessarily ill intended all the time. Um, but um, a phrase that I like um, that I first heard from um, Gardner Taylor, but it, it may have been rooted elsewhere, where he talks about preaching the whole counsel of God. And so it's this notion of, um, you know, that we learn in seminary and learn in well-done Bible study uh, in a local church, that um, um, there's a, there's always a, there's a subtext, there's a pretext, and there's a context, and um, everything that's said. And sometimes we lose we lose sight of that. Now, I think at other times we just take uh, a snippet of scripture or even a narrative and we use it um, to hammer other people over the head. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, here's, a, here's one that I've heard used uh, over and over again as uh, sort of an answer to uh, 
Um, don't beat your head against your wall against the wall on this. Uh, people take the saying of Jesus, the poor you will have with you always. <laughs> and then they use it as an excuse not to work too hard to eradicate poverty. Mm. I do not think that was the subtext, the context, the pretext, uh, et cetera, that Jesus had in mind, that we would not work aggressively in terms of mission delivery and in terms of public policy to see that more people have access to the things that make for a flourishing life, access to clean potable water, access to safe housing, access to sanitary conditions, access to health care, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So we, you know, and, and that's that's one that I've heard that just I find um, obscene and nauseating uh, in the ways in which um, people have used it. Another would be uh, the misuse of the language of the Apostle Paul about be subject to the authorities. I think that's Romans and the 13th chapter. Um, as, as if you cannot offer any godly resistance um, uh, to that which is um, uh, immoral, unethical, and illegal. Um, that, that whole notion is exactly the track that, that uh, slave holders went down uh, in proclaiming a gospel that said, you know, this is God's will that you be my slave <laughs> um, and uh, you need to be subservient to me. So you think you think of all of the people, whether or not American chattel slavery or any other group of people that has been subjugated to take that language be subject to those of you, uh, uh, be subject to those who are over you in, in authority in a way that is demeaning and squeezes the life out of people. Mm. Bishop Trimble, I know this has been a part of our conversation. Sometimes, you know, particularly around scriptures related to uh, human sexuality and so on, this, this is part of the ongoing conversation. What do you have to say about this issue, about how scripture is used? I think we need to approach scripture with a great deal of humility uh, and, and, and a hunger for God to really speak to us in our contemporary context or how 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 it can be healing as opposed to be hurting, you know, and not use scripture to legislate or to, to as someone said, to legislate hurt, but to, but to lift up and bring healing. So, uh, you know, I often say it's just like when people come for counseling or something before getting married and they want to quote the scripture, you know, husbands obey their wives. I often say, well, can you tell me the two verses that are before that? Well, well, pastor, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I'm just quoting, isn't that in the Bible? So we often want to, uh, quote, quote scripture in part without reading the Bible in whole. So I often say, you know, follow the, the example of the of the of the elders and, and let, let's just read the Bible as a whole. You know, people want to say, well, the Bible says this and I don't dispute that there are scriptures relative to the, the, the long going conversation and, and, and conflict around human sexuality. But there are a lot of things that we seem to skip over and, and, and neglect <laughs> yes. while we want to hang our hats on that. And even yeah. when it comes, like you said, preaching and the misuse of scripture, I have a preaching professor used to say, you know, some of you are guilty. Some of us are guilty if we come up with a great sermon title and then we want to bring in the scripture kicking and screaming to support the, <laughs> to support the sermon title yes. that we have. Yes. <laughs> God hits a home run. Then we go looking for. Then we go yeah. looking for <laughs> And we go and make that home yeah, run so, into. Uh, yeah, I think we really need a much greater dose of humility when it comes to even uh, our our uh, 
exercise of you know our hermeneutical responsibility if you will uh when it comes to scripture and um mm -hmm. you know because there's so much that i, I think we we come as imperfect vessels um Hmm. Doing the job, I think Gardner Taylor said this, you know, we've been called to do a job that's too big for us to actually do. To wow. preach a gospel is too big for us to preach, but God uses us anyway. Yes. So uh, that's why I think we really need to come with a sense of confession and humility uh, and, and ask, the, ask the question, you know, how does this bring healing? How does this bring hope? Whatever the text might and be. And that's so important for us to understand those scriptures in that light and I want us to kind of bring our conversation around to a close in the next few minutes, but it's so important that I, I really want to hit, hit on this last area here because it relates to you being as Episcopal leadership, bishops in the church, among other things, you are pastors to the pastors. And so many pastors and lay leaders and people in the church will say something to this to me and I, those conversations I have with my clergy colleagues, I'm just so weary. I'm just so tired. This whole, the whole world is just wearing me out. The situation in the church and politics and, you know, uh, COVID and everything else is just beating me up. So bishops, I would really like for you to speak, if you don't mind, a word to that beat up pastor or lay person who's feeling a little bit weary here today. I'd like to hear a bit of a, an encouraging word from you to speak into their lives about What's God doing in your life, particularly? What can God be doing in their life, in our churches? Can you speak an encouraging word to that weary pastor or layperson? I want to first. Uh, I want to thank you, Brad, just for just for posing that question. I asked I asked Bishop Palmer to speak to it first, but just you're taking time enough to spell it out. What is so true and and obvious, uh, not necessarily obvious to others. Uh, my wife was saying this not too long ago. She said, a lot of people don't see what you are seeing. And she was making reference to me as a bishop, but also as pastor, as a pastor. She yes. said, people don't see that. She, she does, obviously, being married to one. But and the same thing with you, Brad, you know, and Greg, you know, but a lot of people don't see that. And so I, I, I certainly want to defer to, to oh. Bishop Palmer. And then I, I, I certainly want to close it's, with it a is word of it, it is tough. It is tough out there, as you know. Oh, yeah. But I oh, really... Yeah. Would like to hear from both of you. Uh, Bishop Palmer, would you speak to this, please? Well, um, I, I want to acknowledge um, Bishop Trimble has uh, been quoting other preachers from uh, yesteryear. And uh, I want to remind him of something he said uh, with great alliteration years ago when we were both serving in another annual conference as pastors. But he was uh, in, in some setting. Um, he was talking to clergy and he said, you got a tough job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, illuminated, uh, listed, uh, liturgized, uh, alliterated all of the ways in which the job of clergy was tough. And it was not, we were not facing what we're facing now. So, and I say that by way of both um, reminding and blessing Bishop Trimble uh, for the impact that he's had on me and others, but also saying, sometimes you got to say it out loud. And the place that I want to leap from is actually from um, the uh, one of the texts from the Hebrew Bible from yesterday in the Revised Common Lectionary. It was um, verses one through four of both the first chapter and the second chapter of the book of the prophet Habakkuk. And uh, 
and and in the first chapter, in the first four verses, there is this complaint, there is this lament, and um, one of the things that I tried to um, say and that I concluded in my own head and heart, it's all right for us to name when we are hurting, uh, when things are not going uh, the way in which we had them sort of uh, planned out. And it was not our picture of a preferred future. The Bible calls that lament. Sometimes it uses the word complaint. If you look at the Psalms, if you look at portions of uh, different ones of the prophet, um, the Bible is replete with lament. Um, and even in the Gospels, when Jesus comes to the city and looks over it and things are misaligned mm-hmm. and depicted on what Habakkuk says, justice is perverted. The master, mm-hmm. the prince of glory, he weeps over the city. So I think the first place in encouraging pastors and lay people and ourselves as Christian leaders in this time is we need to have a good cry. <laughs> we need- <laughs> Yeah. And, 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 and get this thing cleansed out of us. The, 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 the poetic writer of, of the narrative out of Egypt says that salt water heals. Wow. Uh, tears um, um, sweat the sea. <laughs> salt water heals. So mm-hmm. we got sometimes you just have to have a good cry. And, and we sometimes fight it. I know I do. Uh, well, I don't want to be caught crying up here in the Lord's house. I don't want to uh, come undone in the pulpit. Sometimes you just got to have a good cry, not not to draw attention to yourself and not to have a pity party, but to allow that which is overwhelming us to go ahead and flood over us in ways that are redemptive. Because until I get that out, until I say it's okay um, not to be okay in this moment, I cannot see the hope. So my vision for the hope is already blurred because I'm fighting the tears that are both in my eyes and in my heart back. So I want to encourage our workforce to go ahead and not be okay for a minute. Have yourself a good cry. Have yourself a good sweat. A dive into the ocean of this thing. Not to tarry forever, but uh, to let it be released. Because in the Bible, when lament is coming forth, what makes it, as I recall, as I call it, biblical lament and godly lament is, it is a way of staying engaged with God. God already knows when we're hurting. And we got we to gotta say it out loud, uh, not because God doesn't know it, but we need to articulate it for ourselves. So the hymn writer comes to mind, I must tell Jesus all my troubles. I cannot bear these burdens alone. And here in Western culture, we think we can solve and fix anything in a microwave minute. Mm. And, and, and so part of it, back to what Bishop Trimble talked about, humility, part of the humility is accept the Lord help us. Accept <laughs> uh, the Lord help us. We cannot fix this. And and we can't see the hope that God has for us. And I do believe that God has a hopeful future for us until we name, in a sense, our helplessness. And then the opportunity uh, to put on new lenses uh, will um, uh, will be opened up to us. So that's where I will start. Thank you, Bishop Palmer. Bishop Trump, can you speak to this and also offer a word of thanks as a part of our closing to Bishop Palmer for, for being with us? Yeah, that was great. That was great, Bishop Palmer. Uh, nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Nobody knows but Jesus. Jesus. So, uh, it's, I, I wrote an article. You may remember, Brad, this was maybe a year ago now or not. 
I, I forget it was since COVID, uh, it's okay not to be okay. Yes. And uh, I've said, you know, hey, I I have seen and am, am willing to continue to see when I, I see therapists. Uh, I have in Bishop Palmer and others, people that I can not only cry with, but I can laugh with. So I yes. often tell pastors and say, hey, you've got to find a place where you can have a good laugh. If that's not part of, that's kind of part of my family tradition. So so we, I have a brother that, that, that we call each other. And, and then I have brothers like Bishop Palmer and sisters as well that I can call and have a good laugh with it as well. The other thing is, is to constantly uh, in, in leadership as a servant leader to say thank you. So I would say to all who are hearing this, uh, clergy in particular, but clergy and, and all baptized believers and those who may be seeking to know Christ, uh, thank you. Uh, and how do we say thank you? You know, when you're going, whether you're going to the grocery checkout counter or, or picking up your coffee from Starbucks, uh, that's one of the benefits, Brad, you and I have talked about this, <laughs> yes. of, having grand, of having grandchildren. Yes, somebody absolutely. remind you to say, somebody reminding you to say thank you. So it's Periodically, this this podcast has reminded me to say to the clergy, thank you, thank you for your faithfulness uh, and your witness, and 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 uh, uh, and it's okay not to be okay, uh, as as both Bishop Palmer and I are saying, uh, and to recognize that we don't have to really, even though it feels like it sometimes, the heavy lifting has already been done. One of our colleagues, one of our colleagues, Bishop Beard, I like the way he says, he says, I know the end of the story. God wins. <laughs> so, so if you know, we I like going to the movies sometimes, Brad. I think you do too. And, and I, our oldest son, Cameron, he Cameron, he would often call and say, "Dad, you can go see this movie because it's got a good ending. It's got a yeah. good ending." So uh, one of the thing about being followers of Jesus Christ and the God, not 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 to say suffering uh, uh, isn't here, but you know, trouble isn't going to last always. So we praise be to God and to those who are serving. Thank you, thank you, thank you, uh, and you know, be encouraged in the witness and the work that we do. Absolutely. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to both Bishop Gregory Palmer uh, today and Bishop Julius Trimble uh, today, and uh, and Bishop Palmer. In a moment, usually I have Bishop Trimble close us in prayer, but in a moment, if you don't mind, I'd like you to close us in prayer if you're okay with that. But Bishop Trimble, is there any word of thanks you'd like to say to Bishop Palmer or to well, our, our uh, audience? Yeah, yeah, big, big big thank you to Bishop Palmer for taking time. We're both getting ready to head to the jurisdiction, North Central Jurisdictional Conference, where our theme is pressing on, and this is part of pressing on right now uh, to uh, encourage each other and encourage those who are followers uh, of Jesus Christ uh, to press on. Thank you so much. Well, Bishop Palmer, uh, we we use this podcast as an encouragement to the clergy and to lay folks. Bishop Trimble often closes in prayer, but do you mind if I impose on you to close us with prayer today? No, I'm happy to. I'd like to offer this, uh, the prayer to be a blessing from the Apostle Paul in the book of Romans. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 It's been a pleasure to have with us on the To Be Encouraged podcast today, Bishop Gregory V. Palmer. And of course, this is Bishop Julius C. Tremble's podcast. I'm Reverend Dr. Brad Miller. Pleasure to have you with us on the podcast, which offers an encouraging word to a discouraged world. Many thanks to Bishop Gregory Palmer from West Ohio Conference for joining Bishop Julius C. Trimble and myself, Reverend Dr. Brad Miller, here on episode number 36 
of To Be Encouraged, part one of a two-part series of messages about being a, having, being, having courageous conversations about the Bible, about, about prophetic preaching, and about preaching the whole counsel of God. There was one aspect of our conversation today I just wanted to lift up that I just think is so important. It was Bishop Palmer and Bishop uh, Trimple spoke to this too, about a word to the weary, and they mentioned, uh, referenced a passage of Scripture from Habakkuk, about it is okay to lament. It is okay to have some tears. It is okay to have cleansing of lamenting. As uh, Bishop, uh, Bishop Palmer said, salt water heals. Because being when we lament, it helps us to stay engaged with God. And part of the Christian process is to... Tell all our troubles to Jesus. And that helps us then in what comes next, which is to put on new lenses and that understanding that the heavy lifting is done by Jesus. We're on this together. That was helpful for me to hear. I hope it was helpful for you to do because all of us who are clergy and dedicated lay people in the church in our world right now are find ourselves in challenging times and we need to support one another and we need to listen to the guidance from people like uh, like, like Bishop Palmer and Bishop Trimble. But we also need to understand our greatest help is from the Lord. And it's okay to lament. It's okay to be weary. But to have a time of cleansing and to move on, put in new lenses, and to get back at it. That's what I think is important about having a courageous conversation and hearing the prophetic word from others into our lives so we can be a, give a prophetic word to the good people of God. It's good to be here on the To Be Encouraged podcast. We were all about offering an encouraging word to a discouraged world. Encourage you to check out both uh, parts of this conversation with uh, Bishop Gregory Palmer. You could find them at tobeencouraged.com slash episode slash 035 and slash 036. We got a full transcript there as well for to be helpful to your life. We're all about helping you to do the whole counsel of God and to be an encouraging word to a discouraged world. So until next time, friends, be encouraged and remember to always do all the good that you can. Consider yourself encouraged and appreciated for listening to Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Now, Please share the blessing and encourage others in your life to listen, to be encouraged. You can do just that by pointing your people to the website tobeencouraged.com. That's T-O-B-E-E-N-C-O-U-R-A-G-E-D.com. Or connect through Apple Podcast, where you can follow, rate, and review To Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimple. When you do that, you're doing your part to bring a good word to a discouraged world. Remember to listen next week to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble and never forget, God loves you and there's nothing you can do about it.